This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Via a variety of bills, Montana hunters asked legislators on Tuesday to limit out-of-staters who they claim are crowding them out. Quote, we share with non-residents, but we're overrun. That's according to Ron Bullis of the Hellgate Hunters and Anglers. He spoke before the Senate Fish and Game Committee on Tuesday. For proof, he said, resident hunters have pointed to the statistic that between 2012 and 2022, non-resident hunters numbers increased by 80%. Resident hunters fell by 7%. An 80% growth curve in 10 years is not sustainable. That's according to Kevin Farron of the Montana Chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Members of the Senate Fish and Game Committee tabled three out of four bills that were introduced. Although noting some good ideas, some of the legislators indicated they would favor a go-slow approach, such as considering the issues for an interim committee. The four bills heard Tuesday would have limited non-residents through various means, such as reducing the number of licenses they can buy. But none were supported by all wildlife groups and all were opposed by the Montana Outfitters and Guides Association. The only measure to survive was Senate Bill 533, carried by Senator Mark Nolan, the Republican from Big Fork, which would limit the number of days non-residents could consecutively hunt in the state to 14, while also rescinding a law that allows out-of-state college students to obtain hunting licenses at resident rates. A conflict over how to debate a bill to ban a commonly used abortion procedure led Democrats on the Senate committee to, at one point, walk out of the meeting. House Bill 721 is from Speaker of the House Matt Regeer of Kalispell. It would ban most commonly used abortion procedures after 12 weeks gestation. The legislation has already cleared the House. During testimony from supporters of the bill, Democratic legislators on the committee repeatedly objected to what they called inflammatory language and said they wanted to hear discussions based on legal arguments, since it was the Senate Judiciary Committee, and not medical descriptions. Regeer's bill characterizes the procedure to be banned, known as dilation and evacuation, as barbaric, and describes it as tearing apart and extracting piece by piece from the uterus what was until then a living child. It is the most commonly used abortion procedure in the second trimester. That's generally considered to be 14 to 26 weeks of gestational age. During testimony on the bill, Senator Daniel Emrick, a Great Falls Republican, began a question by saying, quote, In California, Satanists have stated that it's a religious right to abort their children and tied it to human sacrifice. Senator Jen Gross objected, saying she did not understand how Satanism related to the bill or the discussion today. Chairman Keith Regeer answered, let's find out. Gross then recommended the minority party members of the committee not participate in the remainder of the debate and left the room. 
She was followed by Senator Susan Weber, the Democrat from Browning, and Minority Leader Pat Flowers, the Belgrade Democrat. He was sitting in on the meeting as an ex-officio member. As they left, Chairman Regeer said, as legislators, we get lots of opinions. And that's what this is all about in the legislature. A lot of opinions. That's what bills are. Opponents have already vowed litigation over some policies if they become law. Some state lawmakers say programs advertising the last best place to the rest of the country may have worked too well. Senate Bill 145 would take funds from the state's sales tax on hotel rooms and redirect it to offsetting residential property taxes for Montanans living where the taxes were paid. A large portion of that tax money pays for programs that promote Montana to potential tourists and future residents. Mission accomplished. That's Senator Jeremy Trebus, the Republican from Great Falls. I don't know if most of you know this, but we've been discovered. SB 145 passed a preliminary vote at the end of the debate, 27 to 23. Democrats were roughly split on the proposal, as were Republicans. SB 145 would effectively take half of the bed tax money currently going to the Department of Commerce. That's $37 million in 2022. It would also take away three-quarters of the money that flows into the state's general fund, $46 million. Those dollars would then be dished out to cities, towns, and counties, which would then be required to make corresponding cuts in their residential property tax mills. In an unusual move, Minority Leader Pat Flowers afterwards said he had instructed his caucus to vote their conscience on the bill. Several senators called the bill a lifeline to homeowners struggling to pay property taxes pushed upwards by the skyrocketing cost of residential property in Montana. The arrival of wealthy newcomers from out of state has been seen as the culprit for much of that increase, which coincided with the pandemic and the nationwide boom in remote working arrangements. The proposed TikTok ban poses a unique legal question. That's according to Montana's Attorney General. He testified in support of the bill. The House Judiciary Committee on Tuesday held a hearing on Senate Bill 419, which would ban users from operating the app in Montana, as well as prohibit app stores like Apple and Google from providing it. A violation would be a state-imposed fine of $10,000 per day. Attorney General Austin Knudsen opened an investigation a year ago into potential consumer trade practice violations by the Chinese company that owns TikTok. Knudsen said Monday that Montana could pioneer on a statewide level and Congress's efforts, though bipartisan, is largely saber-rating. Whether the statewide ban would be effective or not appeared to be unless it's solid ground following Tuesday's hearing. Representative Zoe Zephyr, the Democrat from Missoula, noted that someone can still pull up Tic Tac on his website on a private computer or use a virtual provider network to access the app. Zephyr asked Knudsen why focus on TikTok 
considering the personal data harvested by other social media apps or smartphones themselves. Governor Greg Gianforte has already banned TikTok from state devices. A compromise between the Republican House Speaker and the Democratic House Minority Leader could take another $115 million from the Coal Severance Tax Trust Fund to be put for housing for low- and middle-income Montanans. House Speaker Matt Rezier, the Republican from Kalispell, introduced House Bill 927 on Tuesday. It cleared the House Taxation Committee on a unanimous vote shortly thereafter. The first proponent to testify for the bill was Minority Leader Kim Abbott from Helena. Abbott testified in favor of the bill, saying she was representing the entire Democratic caucus. HB 927 would send $115 million in general fund dollars within 15 days of the bill being signed to the trust fund, which the board then could put towards the same housing effort. Regeer said, we know the workforce issues that we're seeing. We hear it every single day. It's one of the major barriers to getting employees is having affordable housing in the communities where the jobs are. So we think it's a really good idea. We think it's part of the conversation. Melissa Shannon, a lobbyist for the Montana Housing Coalition, said an array of affordable housing supporters would strongly support the measure. Rebecca Myers, representing the Billings Chamber of Commerce and Montana Economic Developers Association, said both organizations saw the bill as an opportunity to further the conversation on housing and the coal trust to address the massive housing crisis. Home prices in Montana have skyrocketed to an average of $446,000. That's in June of 2022 compared to $296,000 two years earlier. That's according to the Montana Department of Labor. The same report found that 42% of renters in Montana spend more than 30% of their income on rent in 2021, and that that share has likely grown in the years since. A group of investors, a coalition of companies, and the Fort Peck Indian community are making a multi-million dollar bid to make Montana the early leader in hydrogen energy in a project that would make a new facility carbon neutral and add hundreds of jobs when completed. CYANH2, led by principals John Muse and Ray Johnson, are moving ahead with a partnership with the Fort Peck tribes that would take water from the Missouri River, wind energy, and natural gas and use them to make both hydrogen fuel and fertilizer while shipping the excess carbon for sequestration near the Bakken oil field. Muse told the Daily Montanan that nearly a dozen corporations would support various aspects of the project, which could be an economic boom for northeastern Montana. It could help ease the agricultural furnaces exasperated by the war in Ukraine and help make the treasure state a leader in renewable energy, and possibly provide an answer to the long-term question, what to do with Coal Strip? Coal Strip is currently home to four coal-fired electricity generating units, 
all of which are either scheduled to be shut down or have been sunset. That has left energy companies and state leaders scrambling to figure out how to keep the plant operational for the jobs it sustains, as well as leaving a question mark about how Montana and the Inner Mountain West will replace the power generation. The hydrogen project, called the Assiniboine Sioux Hydrogen Company, would take water from the Missouri River and electricity from wind farms to create the components of both the fertilizer and hydrogen gas. A large natural gas pipeline would also provide some of the components. The chemical process would create nitrogen for fertilizer to be used in Montana's Golden Triangle while shipping the rest to the Midwest. Then hydrogen fuel would be transported using existing pipeline routes, including part of the pipeline scoped out for the Keystone XL project, which was scrapped. The carbon that is created from the project would either be sequestered or pumped back into the ground and used in fracking to extract more crude oil. The hydrogen fuel could be piped to other facilities, including power plants like coal strip, which could be converted to burn hydrogen fuel rather than coal or natural gas. Muse pointed to a number of companies that are building vehicles, including trucking fleets, that are switching to hydrogen fuel or a mixture, similar to how ethanol is blended into gasoline. Muse said officials had also briefed Democratic Senator John Tester of Montana. The Gallatin County Attorney's Office is creating a task force to look at more than 100 cases, the majority claiming sexual violence, that her predecessor's office apparently did not review to see if charges could still be bought. Audrey Cromwell said Wednesday that in going through her new offices, she found boxes under a desk and in a closet containing 113 requests for prosecution that she said had not been reviewed. The cases included 53 investigations of violent rape, 20 sexual assault cases, 14 domestic assault cases, 8 incest cases, and 7 cases alleging sexual abuse of children. 52 of the cases included some form of sexual violence against children. Quote, clearly these cases were deprioritized by the former administration. Quote, no action has been taken on any of these cases. The longest has been sitting for 14 years. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, and 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.